It's show 118 of the RIM Pro Report. This week, Scott McNelly of Admiral Records Management and the latest industry news. This show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. You might not know this, but O'Neill is recognized as a Motorola Gold Partner and Power member for mobile platform providers. I did some digging, and here's what that means. A company's program level with Motorola will reflect the total achievements as a Partner and Power member and a total value to customers demonstrated by exhibiting competency in certain Motorola specializations, attaining annual targets for Motorola solutions revenue generation or influence, and ultimately customer satisfaction. It takes commitment to do this. It takes time. It takes energy. So if you want that kind of industry-leading capability backing your software choice and your mobile solutions that uh, work with that software, you can learn more about that and them at O'Neillsoft.com. I think it's time to get this party started. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Yep, it's me and wow, it's only 12 days till Christmas and it's only 19 days till the end of 2012 and the start of 2013. I hope that this year is finishing well for you, and as you are nearing the end of it and planning your year for 2013, I hope you have clarity in your thinking and some big, hairy, audacious goals to accomplish. Richard Branson is on the front cover of Inc. Magazine this week. I just got it in the mail a couple days ago, and on the front cover is a quote of his, and it says, Set impossible challenges then catch up with them. That's what I'm working on for 2013. That's what my company's working on. I hope you and your company are doing the same thing. Big, hairy, audacious goals and then catch up with them. Hey, looking forward to our special guest, Scott McNelly of Admiral Records Management in Montgomery, Alabama. I've watched Scott for a lot of years and one thing I recognize is that he thinks differently. He looks at things in unique and uh, I think kind of cool ways. And having had the chance to converse with him over the years, I wanted to have him on the show to share some of his perspectives with us. So while he gets himself prepared for a conversation, let's get to the latest industry news. Big, big acquisition news again this week. Iron Mountain announced the acquisition of three new companies. These include IG2 Data Security in Chicago, Greg and Greg, the partners at IG2, had a pretty impressive vault and a data protection operation there. Iron also purchased a Data Pros in Phoenix, a full-service data protection firm, and Data Backup, Inc. of Sarasota, Florida. All these acquisitions seem to indicate a very obvious recommitment on the part of Iron Mountain to the physical media storage and vault business. So congratulations to Iron Mountain on the new acquisitions and to all the owners, respectively, on the sale of their businesses. 
As an aside, next week I'm going to be chatting with Joe Malerba of Russ Bassett. As a longtime industry insider in the vault business, he might have some interesting insight on this news and what's happening in the data protection world. So be sure to check that out next week. Uh, apologies are in order on my part as I forgot to mention and congratulate the new members of the PRISM International Board of Directors whose terms begin January 2013. Nate Campbell of Access ascends to the role of president. Gail Bisbee of Confidential Records Management comes back to the board as the small business director. Guy Kimball of Metrophile and Michael McHugh of a Data Store join the board as at-large directors. And Joe Malerba begins his term as corporate partner director. So congratulations to all on their new board positions. Good luck and clear thinking is uh, sent out to all those writing NADE's Certified Secure Destruction Specialist exam in Boston today. I hope you do it. And, uh, I, you know, that's all I have for you today. I've got some premonitions that 2012 will end with some more big industry news and I'll do my best to keep you informed as that happens. If you have something you want to share with me, let me know. I'll be happy to report it here on the show. Alrighty, let me get Scott McNelly on the line. Hold tight. Scott McNelly is the founder and CEO of Admiral Records Management in Montgomery, Alabama. He's also the owner of Admiral Movers. Scott, are you there? I am. Hey, welcome to the RIM Pro Report. Great to have you on the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you asking. Oh, good. It's uh, it's good to have you. So let, let's go back to the beginning with you. You started in the moving business pretty young. Tell me about your early foray into the, the moving business. Sure. I, I was a um, biology major, thought I wanted to be a dentist, and I uh, was working at a law firm, paying my way through school at Auburn, and um, uh, making about five fifty six bucks an hour. And after a couple of visits up to the dental school in Birmingham, I realized it really wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. So I, uh, I kind of switched gears a little bit and had some friends that were um, all up playing tennis, and they were from South Florida, and they had a fair amount of money, and they were in a band. We all had a kind of a group, a social group we worked around with, and the band was very loose for a while, but in the end, they recorded four albums, had a song on MTV, but... We uh, would sit around uh, the practice area during the weeks and night, drinking a beer, whatever, and uh, these empty trucks that they had bought <clears throat> were just sitting there, and we were trying to figure out ways to make money, and uh, we were all young and hungry, so we uh, started kind of passing out flyers to apartments, people we knew at school, and we started doing moving on the side. Really? And uh, before long, yeah, before long, it started making more money than my $6 an hour uh, running job at the law firm so yeah. we went into it kind of full-time and we uh we moved it from uh, operating out of an apartment to a uh, building and we got some real momentum going and it still runs today it's been sold out six or seven times but i sold out my portion i wanted to take us in a different direction and go after what ed katz was doing the guru of office moving over in atlanta i've been studying him and put together a business plan my partners and i couldn't come to terms on a, a, a good split so we we went out with my partner who was my lawyer george azar yeah and we uh, created admiral movers in 1989 wow with really the focus to be 
the office mover that Ed Katz was and a lot of innovations, a lot of things focused in, a lot of marketing, a lot of uh, positioning ourselves as the office mover, hospital, lab equipment, computers, that sort of thing, and uh, and built that business up in Alabama and in central Alabama. I think we were very much considered to be the, the go-to for commercial moving. And so um, the interesting thing is everybody in the, that five guys in the band all went on to make lots and lots of money in individual endeavors. In fact, the lead singer uh, kind of still plays music, but he plays tennis full-time, doesn't have to work anymore, which is a nice thing. Wow. Yeah. So we've uh, we've been moving Admiral Movers for 24 years, 25 years going on. And uh, we were agents for American Red Ball for a long time, small little niche carrier. And about, let's see, 2004, we switched over to Mayflower, which um, Unigroup company, we uh, are stockholders in Unigroup, which owns United Van Lines and right. Mayflower, and uh, gives us entrance to the commercial relocation network. And a lot of those guys are in record storage as well and doing some interesting things. So it, it feeds well with what we're doing. So you deliberately, when you started Admiral, began to focus on the commercial side. That was more your your thing. I know Unigroup and, and Red Ball and those were all the, the household uh, side, but your sort of focus on that commercial side must have led you into the commercial records management-related side and information side of the business. So tell me a little bit about how you jump from being a mover. And I realize many people in this industry came from the moving business and moved into the records business and, and related information management. But for you specifically, how did that transition occur? Did you start seeing this 20 years ago? Tell me the story of the startup of the record side of your business. Yeah, it. Um, you're right. Most, uh, a lot of this industry is made up of movers. First Prism conference I went to, uh, I had two or three people tell me that record storage people are movers that got smart. <laughs> a little more even flow of income. Back probably 1993, while I was still in business with my partner, he and I talked about it. We kept seeing it, friend of ours across the way doing it. Uh, he's still in business today. He's been bought out, but he's done very well. And we happened to have a mutual friend that was client of my partner's that was in the business. She's small, more the real estate side. But my partner was also in many storages. Yeah. So we talked about it and talked about it. And uh, finally, I think he thought it was maybe a conflict. So we, we got away from it. 2005, 2000, yeah, 2004, 2005, we hired a uh, consultant, Jim Larson, who's kind of a, a really well-known um, moving and storage consultant. Yeah. He's on the board of many businesses. but. He um, he came down, and we developed a relationship, and, and he had a little book that said, starting your own record storage business. He talked about it, and he said, you know, you ought to add it. It's a perfect and natural fit with the commercial moving. And then we sort of uh, hooked up with Mike Sullivan, Automated Records, and we were doing mostly talking about moving because he was in the moving business, second oh, generation. Okay. Yeah. And he was talking about the records, and he's the one that actually – got me to come to my first PRISM conference, and we talked further, and we got it going. And I would say for the first 18 months, we we had a corporation that was a record storage company, but had very few records, had a few of our clients and family and, you know, some things that we had done for a while, but 
We then got a couple of sessions in with Ken Hopkins to spend some time with him. And then we had uh, Jim Teske was 90 miles up the road, and he was working through some of the things that he was doing with District Archives. And oh, yeah. Obviously, he's landed in a very nice place. Yeah. But he spent a lot of time with us down here, traveling down, consulting. He was folding up one of the uh, locations down here that was a moving company that didn't make it. So he helped us transition and, and kind of develop a lot of what we did. And, you know, we, we really had a pretty good idea of how to position our uh, service for moving, office moving, in the minds of the right customers because we've been doing that for a while. I'm, I always laugh that we're a bunch of marketers that just happen to be in the moving business. And so now we're marketers that just happen to be in the record storage business. Right. But what we have found is uh, more and more every office that moves has lots of exposure or potential breach opportunities with everything around them. Yeah. And so we have sort of um, power lane is is to take and go through and do the shredding, moving, and record storage all in one one swoop. In fact, we're doing one today for a law firm. Guy's headed out. I'm watching him on the camera. He's going out to uh, get some paperwork signed to pick up some extra boxes. So that's kind of our power lane. So we've we've gone back to our clientele that many times we've moved six and seven times. We've moved dozens of hospitals, uh, engineering firms, law firms. So a lot of people, uh, it's just letting them know that we're also in that business. It's uh, grown at about a 20% clip after the first probably 18 months to two years. You know, since almost the day we got into it, we were hearing that record storage, paper storage was going away, but... For us, the momentum is uh, is picking up, and maybe that's just our uh, exposure in the market, our um, ability to touch uh, commercial customers at the right time when they need to downsize. We're finding a tremendous amount of people uh, out there uh, resizing their real estate footprint, yeah. and uh, this offers a great way to do that economically. So. We're having great fun with it. Yeah, you've really tied the moving and records business really solidly together, despite being separate companies. But uh, the, this whole sense of thinking securely about a move, which you just mentioned, and and the exposure that people have during a move. So how has that knowledge that you've gained in the RIM side of the business created value propositions for you in the moving side? I think the biggest thing it's done is we knew parts of pain points for our customers, but this really gives us a uh, an authoritative position in that most of the other moving companies don't know that much about the privacy laws right. enough to you know we always laugh about making your customers sick a little bit and then give them the giving them the medicine to make them better. A lot of people, we walk in, we get tickled. They, they say, you know, we, we don't really have any privacy or HIPAA issues because, you know, we're not, we're not a hospital or whatever. So the first thing we do is educate them and make them understand that. But, you know, for 24 years, the biggest law firms, banks, hospitals, medical practices, we moved. We use a boxless system with a series of different size gondolas, and we have some ways that I won't delve in too much, but... We have some really neat ways to secure chain of custody from the point that we get the information in front of the customer 
all the way to the other end, and it is always difficult to prove the negative that something didn't get looked at. But the way we do it is 100% defensible in court. Uh, we've we've been through that several times. Really? And the Justice Department loves what we do, and the Air Force, uh, we're doing a bunch of uh, work for them, and the VA, we uh, kind of heightened the whole deal during the TARP situation. Yeah. Uh, one of our biggest customers was a $25 billion bank holding company, largest failure, I think, um, in the last five or six, seven years. And so what we had was about 18 interested parties making claims against the holding company and different entities, some were customers, clients, the Justice Department, FDIC needed to have acquire these assets and evidence and yeah. everything that would be associated with finding out, you know, and getting to the bottom of this. So we have um, kind of developed a reputation of being able to call a SWAT team. We, we show up and just immediately secure everything the way it is, catalog it, and uh, secure it in a way that's tamper-proof, and then relocate it in just a couple of PowerPoint slides and some images. We can uh, pretty much let any lawyer know or, or risk manager know that if you did have a breach somewhere along the line, it was not during the move and not while it was being transferred to the new entity or wherever it's going. So it's really, um, every time we go in now to a, a large client that is such a part of what we do, we call it kind of a hybrid moving, office moving rim service, and uh, it really, really works well. And we we have moved, uh, we have about 250 of these gondolas. We can move with those about 50,000 linear feet of files and records and have done 20, 30, 40 at different times. And it keeps everything in order, very secure. We have actually had the uh, Justice Department have people ride in the vehicle when we did one of our jobs. Really? I uh, had the Mobile Police Department and the U.S. Marshals down there as we did a bank moving the uh, safe deposit boxes and the stuff that goes wow. along with that. So, um, you know, we... We just feel like there's so much opportunity out there. It appears in our area, the four hospitals in the southeast that were hit pretty good with the identity theft by the rings that they were doing, all related. They were gang. Uh, they would insert somebody uh, in the um, administration, clerical, and then just kind of gain a little access to what they would call the active records, you know, the ones that they want to keep around. And so we've got a pretty good way of uh, preventing the, uh, the transition of protected material from becoming a, a real liability. Wow. We're um, certainly learning more and adding more to our arsenal continuously, but uh, we really enjoy it. Uh, we just added a great big client, biggest client we've ever had. It's a group that we've done uh, work for for a long time, and we finally uh, got them in, and we are taking the next week to bring them in uh, about four trucks a day. So and you're, ta you're talking really now really into fun. the record center because it, it what yes. seems to me like you go out and sell these highly secure moves using all the, the the techniques and the information you just described, but is that what's driving most of the 20% growth rate of the records business, uh, that sense that you've got clients out there, or is part of the 20% coming from random uh, people just looking for records management-related services? 
I would say it's probably, and I'm going to use the last five we've brought in, the big one that we're bringing in, although we've done a bunch of moving for them, they had 22 mini storage units. They have 20 locations around the southeast, and they were just choking in paper. And we had been after them for a while, and we had been moving them. So our moving relationship with them and the track record of success kind of made them understand that we could we could handle this and led to that. The move that we're doing today uh, is an office move that we're peeling off the records in the middle of the move. So right. I would say about half of what we are getting is being driven by commercial moves. And the biggest thing we're seeing right now is there, there's a few outliers where people are growing their business and, and uh, expanding, but a big majority of them are, are figuring out a way to, uh, they're either having to downsize or reduce their square footage, create some little touchdown spaces or whatever. And so we offer them an economical way to, um, to uh, shrink down that real estate footprint. And that's driving a lot of it. We, um, jokingly, but, and, and sometimes we hate to see it because they're friends of ours, but we, we move people on the way up and then sometimes we get them on the way down. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You've been in the game long enough to actually see some of that occur. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, truth be known, we say that we've been handling, even though we uh, didn't create our records, a- Admiral Records Management uh, Corporation until 2006, we've been handling sensitive information in large quantities securely uh, for every industry for 24 years. Yeah. And so our ability, you know, what we find many times is even a really good record storage vendor doesn't usually have the type of manpower and the equipment to move large, large quantities of paper charts and, and records and boxes, and we do. I mean, yeah. that's that's what we do regularly on an office move. So right. interesting, uh, an interesting situation, the, the, the TARP situation with the bank that I was talking about. Iron Mountain uh, took over the account uh, for this bank about a year before they got into trouble, drove a lot of business their way. But uh, when it came to doing this particular type of vital records and assets uh, that had to do with the acquisitions and some of the particular items that uh, may have caused the downfall, they needed somebody that could go in there and get access to them and get them away from anybody that might have reason to do anything with them. And they certainly had the ability to go with a record storage company, or but they chose to go with us. Wow. So when we go into a job, if they've got a large quantity, uh, most record storage companies don't really have the expertise or we, the manpower and the know-how to move large quantities um, really quickly. And right. That's kind of a, you know, that's that's another thing that lends itself to the hybrid. Yeah. So how hard has it been from your end to build the records business because it, it sounds like to me in your heart you're a mover yeah you're you you've got this instinct about moving uh you define you know i i looked at your linkedin profile and, and even you define the records business related to the transportation and movement of of records securely so how hard has it been with this unique company admiral records management to build it in a way where have been the pain points for you in growing the business 
I think the first was a mix of hubris and track record in the moving business. In the moving business, uh, sales cycle can be sometimes we can get a call Monday, do the move Wednesday, and have the money in the bank Friday. Right. Um, other times we chase a commercial, and we know it's coming six months out, ten months out, but you can pretty much secure the business with one or two visits, especially since we have kind of a dominant reputation in the office moving arena. We sometimes, many times, don't have a competitor that we're going against. The first thing that we had to realize in the record storage business is we didn't have that name right. that was that was there. We did have Admiral, and we thought about you know time together. We we went back and forth, and and I quizzed a lot of the prison people about you know which way to go, whether you tie it together and everything. But we made the decision to create a separate company, Admiral Records Management, and so we had to kind of start out and uh, organically create uh, some depth and some expertise and some trustworthiness in this business. About 18 months in, I would say we barely, I mean, we were just barely bringing in enough money to pay for the, the software and some of the things that we had done. Yeah. And it was really frustrating because I thought, man, it's got to be going faster than this. <laughs> and as Jim Teske and, and Robert Polk, who folded up the location they had here, mostly because of Robert Polk's uh, plane crash, um, came to me and wanted me to buy a certain amount of records, their software, and um, I thought they wanted an exorbitant amount for the boxes, just because I thought I was a great marketer, and I thought, I, for less money than that, I can I can get that many boxes myself. Well, right. a year or two down the road, I realized how hard it is to get 2,000, 3,000 boxes, yeah. and um and and so learning to be okay or be patient with the longer sales cycle with the five and six visits and figuring out ways to leave them donuts and different ways that you cut through the uh, the noise and and keep chasing them and then be patient and then of course we we all kind of know that a lot of times uh, some sort of uh, flood or uh, transition relocation. They need the space or whatever causes them to finally make the move. And you just got to be around. And we're starting to uh, probably in the last three years is when it three, well, I say three and a half, four years is when it really started to grow at a pretty good rate. And I think that at first it just people had to know who we were. We had to be out there. But now it's it's um, you know, it's it's really a lot of fun because we we know how to sell it we right. uh you know right. an incredible marketer he can tell you what to say but until you really grasp it yourself you know you kind of have to kind of have to regurgitate it and, and chew on it and kind of develop your own style yeah but uh we're having a blast with it and it's a perfect combination for the moving business because commercial runs kind of year-round yeah the middle of the summer is totally household and about the time that we get a month to kind of rest from the household business, the commercial and record storage goes, and it's and it gives our guys um, a nice little something to do. Uh, it gives our salespeople another arrow in the quiver, and you know the cash flow is nice. We're we're now making uh, plans to figure out whether our next building will be an extension or uh, build on to what we have or another separate building and. There's a lot of stuff out there. Every time I think I want to build a big facility, somebody shows me a 
facility standing that can be gotten for little or nothing. So yeah. we're kind of in that. That's that's our next challenge is where do we go because we're gonna we're gonna fill this thing up uh, pretty quick. We got 25,000 square feet, uh, which when we moved in here, I thought we'll never fill this yeah. up, but. Uh, we're starting to we're starting to push the push the walls out. Oh, that's very cool. You you have a phrase that kind of hangs around you, and that's always leading. Tell me a little bit about that always leading phrase and what it means to you. Yeah, you know we we do a lot of different things, and always have, and we were so atypical to the moving business when we started in this town, big military base, education base. Everybody pretty much uh, was a second, third generation. Their family had been in it. And uh, you did the military. You, you knew how to do that. You could just kind of took your rotation. And early on, several of those fellows told me we'd never make it. We were just going to, you know, fall by the wayside. And I looked at what Ed Katz did. He did so many unique things. He has 12 patents uh, that he, things that he's done. And we think differently because I didn't grow up in the moving business. It was just a necessity to put myself through school. Yeah. And so we kind of dreamed up or imagined or created these things and, and approached it a little bit differently since we were going about it on the office moving side. And then we were getting ready to redo some of our web presence and two of my very talented advertising um, fellows, Dave Allred and Jim Leonard at uh, LWT, uh, we're sitting around noodling, and they said, you know, always leading. I really like that. So we we started working with that. We played with it. We created that, that slogan. We we do something that's kind of fun. We have these nice cotton T-shirts or T-shirts that we like with that on the back. And it really doesn't tell what the company is. And we draw on that sometimes. We want to make people kind of question that. We have a design on the front. And so I give them out at, 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 Lions, at Lions Club meetings. I, I'm a Kiwanis Club, the uh, second largest club in the world. We give them out a door prize. I give them to clients. One thing I like to do at the end of a move, while usually the, the bosses aren't there, I'll take and put a few of those T-shirts on all the big person's desk or on the persons that are, that are in charge of the move. And it's just kind of a site that we use that really kind of, illustrates all the different things that we do and uh, also kind of illustrates the hybrid part of the Admiral Records Management and Admiral Movers. And I just like what it says. Yeah, I, yeah it's I a like, great phrase. Uh, the it's image phrase. that it creates. And since we are so into, uh, I'm sure you've read the book Positioning, you're such a, a good marketer. There's lots of different books, but it's, uh, you yeah. know, that, that one 20 years ago for me was, how do you paint the picture in people's minds so that they clearly get you and when you walk in the door to actually get belly up and start doing the sale with them, they're already convinced you're it. They just need to know what your price is. You can drive up greater margin with that. I sat and listened to the fellow that was the head of marketing for Blue Cross Blue Shield for the United States. And he made this big point. He said, we spend $40 million a year branding Blue Cross Blue Shield. I don't know how dominant they are in California, but they have 98% of the market in Alabama. And he said, what we want to do is we want to put way up here, up high, Blue Cross Blue Shield, so that every employee asks their employer, do you have Blue Cross Blue Shield? 
and all other moving companies are down here, all other uh, insurance companies are down here. Well, that's what we really try to do and, and paint that picture. And the whole point of the positioning book was where do you put your company? Right. How do you figure out what your strategy is? What work do you want to do? And then how do you go about with radio? We do kind of a Tombow debt sort of approach, postcards, website imaging, videos that we shoot, the direct mail pieces that we do, because we think if we do our job well enough on the front end, kind of stealthily and making one point at a time, sometimes we use fax, sometimes we use an email, just trying to paint one more part of the picture. And if we've done it well, we walk into uh, the appointment, and they already know they're going with us. Now, they may be interviewing some other folks, but we have... We have positioned ourselves right where we want to be, so that's that's a big thing that we work on, and you help you help us with that a lot as well. So, if you could go back to when you started the rim business, uh, the record side of it, Admiral Records, and, and I know you ultimately started it before you officially became Admiral Records, but if you could go back to kind of the founding moments of that, is there anything you might do differently, knowing all you know today? Hmm. You know, I think that I would have probably gotten a lot more educated um, and sought out more of the, there's several consultants out there, there's several other people. You know, we just, again, a mix of hubris and and, and self-confidence and and thought we knew so much about marketing and business. We kind of just bolted out there and, and probably made a lot of rookie mistakes and and didn't capitalize or our first few clients happened to be family related right. distantly from my partner and stuff. And so we probably made some, uh, some, some goofy mistakes. We didn't focus as much in making sure that the record center was the epitome of an organized library where everything was, was uh, immaculate and we could get to everything super, super easy. And that was really just kind of a um, a facet of getting stuff in it uh, at times that we knew where it was, uh, 500 boxes for Acme Insurance Company over there. We could get to it, and slowly as we got real volume is when you really start to, for me, uh, to discover that, you know, one or two missed boxes here are misplaced or barcode person doesn't work it right or whatever. Uh, you can develop a real problem. Yeah. So yeah. one of my uh, mentors is Steve Richards uh, in Nashville. I, I visit him often. I talk with him often. He takes time to to uh, to spend um, with us. And, and his record center is just incredible. I mean, yeah. you can eat off the floor. The boxes are perfect. And, you know, I see that, and that's, that's the image that I want to push and uh, I hope that we uh, we do. And uh, so, if, if anything, I would have done a little more homework. I would have gone to visit uh, the best five or six uh, uh, record storage centers in the southeast and really soaked up and asked them the same question you just asked me. What mistakes don't I need to make? How do I avoid them? And what things do I need to concentrate on? So. Yeah. Very cool. So if this rim thing and the moving thing had not worked out in a bigger way, what would your other dream job be? <laughs> you know, I am uh, drawn to science and to architecture 
and uh, things that are discoverable in the real world without having to be man-made. If I um, if I hadn't done uh, moved on to something uh, this direction, I would have found something probably in the science area or something related to architecture or, or building or a mix of both. And uh, I love music. You know, I'm sitting here in my office. Uh, a guy came in com- commented the other day, I've got a Beatles poster on my wall. I've got a Grateful Dead poster on my wall. I've got Auburn football and Pink Floyd, the wall. So music runs through every bit of my life. Three, three quarters of your wall is music. <laughs> <laughs> just just one quarter is Auburn, which is really surprising for an Auburn boy. Yeah, yeah. well, after the year we've had, I'm <laughs> kind, of, kind of embarrassed about that. Then i got Vince Lombardi on one wall and then uh, – a determination poster that I like to look at, and um, but um, you know something in that area. I'm I'm naturally drawn to beautiful form and structure and and architecture, and I play around with that. We get to see some incredible commercial facilities and some incredible uh, household structures. We're moving one right now. It's just incredible, yeah. and we're actually doing some shredding. The amount of shredding that we do. For personal moves is the most surprising thing to me. It just wow. I had no idea. We have three or four people that drop off stuff a week, and we have pushed through our local realtor association that, you know, when you're ready to stage a house, let's come in and help, help them prevent the identity theft. And uh, we do a lot of that. It was I never would have imagined that. Very never cool. at all. That's a very that's a great point as we end the interview because it, it's very cool what opportunities and what I love so cool about your perspective, which is imagining it differently and how you've done that over the years. So Scott, thank you for taking the time to to share your story, share your unique perspective. And uh, I can only imagine that two, three, four, five years from now, You'll be in that new building and doing some really amazing stuff and probably teaching a whole bunch of other people how to do it, too. So thanks again for the time you've spent today. I really appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. I appreciate you asking. Real pleasure. Well, there you have it. Another uh, really good interview. Uh, Scott McNally doing some cool stuff down in Montgomery. I, I, I just love that sense that of, of imagining it differently, as I just mentioned to him as we just finished there. That, But uh, ultimately before that, he talked about that sense of positioning. And positioning is such a powerful way to create marketplace value and to create attraction. And uh, so I'm, I'm really glad that Scott shared so many of those cool things that he's, he's learned over the years and is putting into practice. And I, I think probably the most important of all is Scott sees himself as a marketer of moving services, a marketer of records and information management services. And that's what I truly believe about what anybody does. If, if they make that switch from being the doer of the service to the marketer of the service, really cool stuff begins to happen. And I hope cool stuff is happening for you. We're reaching the end of the year and uh, I want to thank you for being part of the show. Thanks to Scott for being part of the show. And again, special thanks to O'Neill Software for uh, sponsoring our show on an on a ongoing and regular basis. You know that uh, O'Neill 
still does software webcasts that help you wring every dollar of value out of the software investment you made. Uh, their webinars help keep you up to speed on the latest technology, and they ultimately turned mystery around the product into mastery of it. And thanks to live webcasting, there's no limit how many participants from your company can come and be a part of those if you're a strategic partner of O'Neill's. So if that interests you and you want to be part of, of what is the uh, Cadillac of of software companies in the room industry you can check them out at o'neillsoft.com that's it for us we're out of here another great show for you next week as we round out the end of 2012 have a great week we'll talk to you then see ya bye thanks for joining us on the rim pro report with tom adams if you enjoyed the show please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.